Very often as you go through life as an empath, you notice something kind of weird. Sometimes you're not sure why you feel a certain kind of way, right? You have been in a great mood all day and then all of a sudden maybe your significant other comes home in a terrible mood. You literally kind of feel them when they walk in the door and suddenly you don't know what you were so happy about all day. You feel terrible. You don't know why. Well, if you do know why, then you already know you're an empath. Whether you're trying to leave a narcissist or you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to change your life in some other kind of big way, this video is for you. We're going to talk about how to find the catalyst that you need, the motivation that you need to move forward and change your life for real. Let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. So if that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. I think the biggest problems that empaths have, the fact that until we recognize what we are and empower ourselves, we very often absorb other people's emotions without even recognizing it. And sometimes even when we do know what we are, we still find ourselves absorbing those emotions. This could be anybody. It could be the emotions of some person at the grocery store or our sister, our father, our mother, our husband, our wife, whatever. Very often it's even a stranger. Good morning, Nicole Blotnicki. She says, I'm struggling with trusting my instincts. I think starting there will help me with the other things I'm struggling with. You know what? You're so right. And, and I think part of the reason that we end up there where we're kind of, we don't trust ourselves. We don't know for sure if we're on the right path is just really directly because of the fact that when we're in a relationship with a narcissist, they literally teach us that we can't trust ourselves. And so we begin to always second guess ourselves. And sometimes that starts in childhood. If we're, if we had narcissistic parents, take it slowly, Nicole. And when you're going through this, like if you find yourself thinking, well, I, I shouldn't do that or I should do that. And then you second guess yourself, roll back and, and say, wait a minute, my instincts tell me this, I'm going to do this. Do what feels right to you in your heart and your stomach. You know what I mean? That this kind of area, because it really, it makes a huge difference. I think there are so many good things about being an empath, like we're especially diplomatic. We know how to talk to just about anybody. We very often find ourselves being able to really understand the way other people feel and very often feeling it ourselves. However, there's a big price we pay and that is the absorption of their emotions. And when those emotions are negative, it's really difficult to live with. This is especially true if you're dealing with or have dealt with a narcissist because a lot of times you just feel like, okay, I've had enough. And in some cases we can't really tell other people's feelings from our own. However, there are things you can do about this. It doesn't have to control you, your empathy. It can be a blessing. It can be a divine gift if you allow it to be. Nicole Blutnicki says mine started in childhood with my mom. Nicole, one of the things that I think you have to remember is that when we had it starting in childhood, we really don't even know how to trust our instincts. So you're going to have to kind of start over and kind of figure out what that even really means for you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like for me, I think I was like 35 before I fully embraced it. You're going to want to kind of take it from that level and go forward from there. So think about what does it mean to trust myself? It's about digging into your intuition and figuring out what it feels like when something feels right, what it feels like when something feels wrong and learning how to hear and listen to yourself. Sarah says, my narcissist posed to be so humble in the beginning, but lies about everything, even about his name when we first met. But because I'm an empath, I stayed for three years. You're not the only one, honey. We've all done it. So don't beat yourself up about it. But now that you know better, you're doing better, right? So keep focusing on that. Paula says, hello, Paula. I'm currently in a relationship with a narcissist who is incarcerated. I know I need to get away from him, but I'm finding it impossible. What's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with you. You're just probably a little bit codependent and maybe you feel sorry for him. Something that might be helpful for you, Paula, is 
if you really want to get away from this person, don't accept those phone calls anymore. Are they incarcerated for a long time or a short time? Because honestly, in some ways, it's going to be a little bit easier for you. But I also understand the addiction factor here. And I also understand that, you know, those letters and those phone calls can feel really good sometimes. But also people who are incarcerated in some cases will use and abuse you to the point they ask you for money and they get mad at you if you don't send it. And the worst part is that a lot of these people, they have more than one true love out on the outside. Sometimes they even meet people afterward, basically to get extra money for themselves. Purple Belt is here. Hello, Purple Belt. Says, I am thankful that I'm finally divorced. 25 years together after two years of hoovering. I thought I'd feel freer though. I get that actually. And you know what? That's going to be a process. You have to change your mindset. For 25 years, you were under that person's control up to a point. So now you just have to start changing your perception and recognizing the level of freedom that you actually might have right now. Do you know what I'm saying? Change your perception, start to focus on things you're grateful for, start to focus on what you can control, not what you can't control, what you do want, not what you don't want. And, and I think you're going to find yourself moving in the right direction. Now I'm going to teach you a few ways that you can shield yourself, so to speak, how to protect yourself from absorbing other people's energy. And one of the first things you can do is called bubbling up. It's what I call it. <laughs> it's a little woo-woo, but I'm going to give you some more practical tips too, so stick with me. So for, for bubbling up, it's simply you just imagine a white light around yourself. I like to use kind of an egg shape light, and it sort of acts as a barrier for other people's emotions. Now they can still filter through, but you'll be very clear to recognize that these are your emotions and those are their emotions. It's a simple visualization practice and it does help. It's not going to be enough on its own. So let's talk about some other tips. Since as highly sensitive people and empaths, we tend to kind of live in our head a lot. It's really important that we ground ourselves. So what do I mean by that? Grounding yourself is about mindfulness. It's about putting yourself in your body and recognizing where you are in that moment. It helps us really tune into who we are and what our bodies are, what we're feeling, what we're thinking, all of these things. It only takes about five minutes and it helps us to sort of focus less on that inner dialogue that we've always got going in our heads. It brings peace. So how do you ground yourself? Well, there's a few different things you can do. Some people say, just take your shoes off and go outside and stand in the grass or the sand or the mud, whatever. You can do that. If you don't have that option, then stand still, put your feet on the floor, and visualize roots growing from your feet into the ground. Even if you're up on the 57th story of a, of a building, you can still imagine those roots going through all those stories, going through all those layers, and getting down to the ground, to the earth. Another thing you can do is wash your hands or brush your teeth. Anything that kind of causes a physical sensation will be helpful. You can try meditation. You can try focusing on your breathing or just get out into nature. Go outside, put your bare feet on the ground or go for a walk with your dog in the neighborhood. Hug a tree, whatever it takes. Just find yourself a way to become grounded, ideally in the morning and any other time you're feeling a little floaty. Next up, you want to clear your energy field. So do you remember that episode of Friends? Maybe I'm a little older than y'all, but maybe not. There was an episode of Friends where Phoebe was walking around plucking <laughs> bad energy out of her aura. No, oh, no, no, don't. Stop cleansing my aura. <laughs> no, just leave my aura alone, okay? Fine, be murky. So I wouldn't expect you to do anything like that, but you can take deep breaths in with the good, out with the bad, that kind of thing. You can just visualize yourself kind of blowing all the bad energy away from yourself. I, I read somewhere where one empath talks about a universal vacuum where she said that 
it just sucks away the energy. She just visualizes a big giant vacuum cleaner sucking away all the bad energy. And she says then she visualizes white light in the little holes that, uh, where the energy was. I find it very fascinating. It doesn't matter how you do it, but make sure you figure out a way to sort of clear your energy. I like a standard pattern interrupt for this. So like I was talking about earlier with washing your hands or brushing your teeth, that's helpful. Anything that you can do, stand up and move from one room to another. Moving your body always helps. Next up, it's just really important to be very in tune with yourself, to understand your own energy, right? So journaling can be helpful for this, intentionally figuring out what it is that you're thinking and feeling, writing it down, all very useful. We as empaths, we tend to take on the energy of other people. Why do we do that? We do it because subconsciously or otherwise, we wanna help people. This might cause us to be drawn to people who are broken, as we've talked about before, and it causes us to sort of attract those people because what they do essentially is they come and they, they sort of suck up our energy. They sort of use us as an emotional dumpster. Well, then they walk away feeling awesome and we are left with their negative yuckiness. Obviously, when we find that happening, we should cleanse ourselves and move forward, you know, clear away the negative energy and move forward. But why do we do that? What's that all about? I personally think it has a lot to do with the fact that sometimes we aren't ourselves as balanced as we'd like to be. And sometimes we are so worried and focused on other people that we're really forgetting what it is that we need to do to take care of us. This is an excellent time for us to start to really do some inner work on ourselves. Whether we're going through a breakup or a discard from a narcissist or we're considering it, we often have forgotten that we even are really here. And we're not really worried about taking care of ourselves. We're too busy taking care of someone else. We have to ask ourselves, what's the payoff in this whole deal? Are you examining your core beliefs? It's important to do that. Who would you be if you didn't absorb the emotions of other people? Ask yourself, what else could you be doing with your life? Could you be using that skill for something positive? How do you feel when you help other people? What are you doing to heal yourself? How do you feel about boundaries? Do you feel like you're worthy enough? All of these questions should be explored while you're working on this stuff, while you're working to heal yourself and move forward. Remind yourself that you are worthy of a happy life. You are worthy of a life that is filled with thoughts and emotions and feelings, sensations that you choose. See, the thing is, when you stop focusing on other people's emotions and on letting them kind of take over your own, you find something amazing, and that is peace. You find yourself able to focus on something else, something that you are interested in personally, maybe or you for once. You can use that newfound self, that newfound center, that newfound energy to actually follow your own dreams. Maybe those dreams do involve your empath skills. Great. Use them for yourself for the greater good. Use them in a new empowering way. Start by taking care of yourself. Now quickly I want to ask you a question. This is in fact the question of the day. And the question of the day is, have you tried any of these techniques I gave you today for shielding yourself and kind of preventing yourself from absorbing other people's emotions? And if you have, which ones? If you haven't, how do you deal with it? Share your thoughts, your experiences, and your emotions in the comments section below, and let's talk about it. If you are interested in hearing more about how to embrace your power as an empath and how to shield yourself from negative energy, give me a like and let me know in the comments section below, and I'll keep talking about it. Don't forget, Take a look at the videos I'm leaving for you right here and right here, plus the videos I left for you in the cards above. Also, while you're here, let's continue on this healing journey together. Hit that subscribe button right there. I'll see you in the next video. That's all I've got for you right now. As always, thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon.